This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about how to stop being defensive. Now, do you feel really triggered, defensive, or uptight when people treat you the wrong way or have a certain attitude towards you? Maybe you believe people just don't get you and that you have to over-explain yourself in order to be understood and valued. Well, in this teaching, we're going to be explaining what causes this defensiveness within you and how you can speak your truth, stand your ground and step into your power in a way that is authentic rather than defensive. Okay, David, so how does this defensiveness manifest in in your clients? Well, I see this a lot, Alex, and they normally, uh, the word that we use in the Wu Wei model is emotional safety or emotional protection. So if you believe somewhere in your mind that you have to protect yourself against emotion or you have to be safe against emotion, This video is certainly for you because this will absolutely engage the understanding of what the inner child is and we can explain that a little bit more on those videos. And don't worry if you've heard it before, it's always worth hearing the explanation of the inner child again. Or you may be new and I can explain to you what I mean by the inner child. And then most importantly, it's your understanding of emotional feelings. Okay, so before we move on to the inner child and how our inner child is involved in this dynamic, I want to be clear about what you've just said, because most people would say, I recognize I become defensive, so uptight, feeling tense, uh, it may give me a headache, make me feel frustrated. So they can describe the reaction, what it feels like to be defensive. But they would probably say something along the lines of, I'm protecting myself or I'm responding to other people, other people's attitude, what other people have said to me, what other people have or haven't done that I expect them to do. I don't see, David, how this is connected to my emotions. Yes, so so if you think about the way that you've just explained it, I'm protecting myself against what other people say about me or think about me. And so how can you protect yourself against what other people are thinking and saying? Because the truth is that everyone, including you, criticize, compare, and be judgmental. In our model, we call it CCJ, criticizing, comparing, and being judgmental. Now, Every human being on some level will do that, including you. And if you haven't realized, you're probably the most CCJ against yourself. So how can you protect yourself against other people doing what in actual fact everyone does? And that's why when you start to strip it down, which we will do in this teaching, what you're actually doing is trying to... Um, monitor uh, or 
lessen your emotional experience. And that's why I try and repeat this on every teaching. For me, this is the fundamental. We, we, we have three principles, three fundamentals on the Wu Wei wisdom. This is number one. You are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim of them. Somebody else can't send an emotion into your body. They can't make you feel anxious. They can't make you feel vulnerable. You are creating that feeling. And this is a problem. Most people will use what you said, Alex, protection, safety, uh, putting a ring around themselves, putting a mask on. This is what a lot of my clients do a lot of the time putting a mask on, projecting out, uh, hitting them first before they hit you, or swinging the pendulum. So the one side of the pendulum is being aggressive, hitting out first, striking before they strike you. The other side of the pendulum is being heavily critical of yourself, CCJing yourself, keeping yourself down. And this is a kind of the logic that I hear. It's better if I lessen myself if I treat myself badly because if somebody else does it it won't seem so bad it's like emotionally trying to future-proof yourself but this all falls apart because you create your emotions they are not creating an emotion in your body you are creating that emotion so what you're saying David is that for for most people um the defensiveness the reaction of defensiveness within us and how uncomfortable that feels how painful it feels how it gives us headaches how it makes us tense how it causes us to be aggressive or causes us to withdraw that's more of a reaction to the emotional experience that we are creating within ourselves because of other people's attitude. Now, that's not to say that it's all down to us, but we we have a huge choice here. So <clears throat> we can choose to react differently, and then that means that we won't need to almost have this sense that we have to protect ourselves because I, it's like we're being attacked by other people, other people's attitude or misunderstandings towards us. Well, you said a very important, when you were analysing that, you said a very important word, choice. And we have to understand that we do have a choice. And this is why we give these teachings. These teachings are to empower you, to allow you to step back. Even as you're listening to my words, just step back and drop your shoulders and take a breath. If you're trying to protect yourself against emotions, where are those emotions coming from? Who are creating those emotions? And I can tell you, uh, the majority of my clients on the first and second session, and these are highly intelligent, highly successful people, believe that the emotions are coming externally outside of themselves as you just said when in your they're being attacked and so if you believe and now this is the important thing what do you believe because it's your belief that creates the emotion but if you believe you are being externally emotionally attacked almost again this is what my clients say to me isn't it natural david to put up a defensive barrier and then it gets confusing because, as you said, it either swings one way, I'm going to hit them before they hit me, 
or I'm going to put a duvet over my head and hide away. Isn't that natural? Well, it's not natural. It is a response from a belief. But you should examine the belief because once you take, make a choice on the belief, I'm using your words, Alex, once you make a choice on the belief, then the emotions change and your outcomes change. Okay, David. So if I believe that someone is misrepresenting me, Mm -hmm. is personally attacking me in a way that is not appropriate, Mm -hmm. I believe I am well within my rights to defend myself, to speak up, to kind of give back to them, to, to, to respond. I don't want to be a doormat. I want to defend myself. So what's the difference between, well, first of all, do you believe that is an authentic belief to want to stand your ground and make sure that you are not misunderstood? Well, it's very interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting the way you analyze it because how you analyze it is how uh, my clients will analyze it to me. So answer your question. In principle, what you're saying is absolutely right. You are not a doormat. How can you be a doormat? The idea of somebody more powerful than you, overriding you, belittling you, embarrassing you, frankly to me, is absurd. Absurd. Why would you even think that? So your principle is correct. You should never uh, even think that. That's a wrong thought. That's a wrong belief. Now, when you went to say, well, now now I have to defend myself. Now I have to fight. Now I have to address them. Now I have to do something about it. And you see, that wrong belief right at the core now affects how you react. So if somebody was belittling me, if somebody says, "Um, you are stupid, you don't know what you're talking about, I, I would be very interested. Well, what do you mean? I don't know what I'm talking about. I wouldn't think I've got to strike out at them first because, quite quite frankly, I, I think they don't know what they're talking about. So I would want to engage with them from a very balanced, and this is what Wu Wei means, being in your flow. That's what Wu Wei means. So rather than you said being aggressive, I'm going to strike out. How dare they talk negatively about me? I'm interested why they've chosen to talk negatively about me. So I'm addressing it from a much more balanced and I would say stronger foundation because what I'm basing myself in is not as a reaction to the emotion, Alex, but I'm grounding myself in what I call Shen. We've done many teachings on Shen. Shen is your innate value and worth. So if I believe, which I do, I have innate value and worth, Shen, that doesn't mean I'm perfect. That doesn't mean I'll get all these teachings right for you. I'm just speaking live to you now from my heart. I could make a mistake. I could misspeak. But this is coming from my Shen. So if you disagreed with me, if you wrote in and said, oh, David, I totally disagree with what you're saying, I'm immediately interested I wouldn't want to attack you or beat you down or win the battle. And so that basic grounding, that basic foundation of where you're coming from, that I call your belief system, in Taoism we call it Dai, T-E, what do you believe, 
Why do you believe it? And that's the key because that then affects your thinking, affects your reactions. So what you're saying is if we comment life and human interactions, relationships from a place that we fundamentally know that we believe we are okay from our spiritual groundedness, our, we know we have value, we don't need to earn it, someone can't give it or take it away from us. Then if someone critiques us in some way, which could be heavily personal or it could be to do something to do with a skill set or something at work, if we have that innate valuing of ourselves, then we still can respond to the feedback, the criticism, the attitude, but we're responding from a place of groundedness, which then means we don't create all the emotions, which we then feel like we have to protect ourselves from. So we still stand up for ourselves. We still are naturally interested and want to either learn from or possibly correct the attitude or correct the other person's understanding of us. But we're doing it from a logical, balanced, calm, peaceful place. That's exactly right. That's well explained, Alex. You see, the situation is exactly the same. But how you address the situation is totally different. Now, this is what I call empowerment. This is you connected to Shen, your innate value and worth. And remember, the pathway to Shen is truth, honesty, and integrity. And so if someone criticized me, by my integrity, I would want, they could be right. Give me the evidence. I'm not sitting here saying, oh, I'm perfect. I can do everything right. But what I am doing when I'm giving you this teaching, for instance, I believe this to be true. I believe this is honest. I live my life by this. This is my integrity. Now, if you disagree, to be honest, I'd be grateful. Then tell me why you disagree. And this is a much better, balanced, more healthy way for you, first of all, because you will be living in your flow. You will not be like... I often think about it like a wind, like a leaf blowing in the wind, being knocked about from side to side by what people think, by what people say, by what you think they're thinking, by reacting to a, a, a look, a, a word, a harshness in their voice. Because then you're the victim, I would use that word, you are the victim of them. And then up comes the mask, up comes the protection. Now you stop acting authentically. And so I think this is a really the appropriate part to talk about the inner child, because if the inner child wasn't involved, so that part of our mind, our psyche, which we call the inner child or the ego, and we were living all the time through our shen, through our innate groundedness, our innate knowledge of our own value, this would be fine, this would be resolvable. But the inner child within us, that the ego does not like it when other people don't understand us or they don't agree with us or they think they don't like us or value us. It's like there's an internal battle going on here that, yes, we want to stay grounded and logical and hold our truth. But then there's a part saying, this is not fair. How dare they? They don't value me and I and I want to be valued. There's, 
this kind of childish neediness within us, which then triggers the defensiveness. That's what I said at the top of the teaching, Alex. This is why this is good a, a good teaching. I, I hope we've talked through Shen and where you should be grounding yourself on. And why is that difficult? And as Alex said, it's a part of the mind where I see great value in calling it the inner child. Now, you could call it your subconscious mind. You could call it your ego. You could call it the little devil that sits on the shoulder and shouts at you and criticizes you. But I would prefer you to think about it as a part of your mind, like an inner child. It's a part that relates to you, particularly around that six to nine-year-old time in your life. And for those of you new to our teaching, I'll quickly go through it, but really we have done such a, a lot of teaching in this as on the archive. If this interests you, I would really strongly recommend you going through some of those teachings that we go into more detail. But this part of the mind, it's almost like when you experienced your childhood and your environment around that six to nine-year-old time, something was happening, something was dysfunctional, was out of balance, was now, this is what I'm going to say, this is, sounds very minor, but it's very important, was not the way that you wanted it to be. Not the way that you wanted it to be. So don't always think it's got to be abuse. It's got to be punishment. It could be that, say, for instance, your parents were not acting in the way that you think or think now or thought then that they should act. Or you compared them, see, CCJ, you compared them to other parents who think, well, their parents are much loving, much kinder, much more gentle, much more interested than my mum and dad. And so this is where we form these beliefs. Now, these beliefs then come, become almost like fixed, like the Chinese call it like the kernel in the middle of a nut. It almost comes so fixed. And then although we mature as human beings and get on with our lives and go to school and start our job and start our our families, that this part of the mind is still in very strong operation, particularly about something like this. Because when you're a child, you nearly always believe that value and worth, validation, appreciation, love, is coming from outside is an external energy that has to be given to you. And for many of my clients, they actually go even one step further, Alex. They believe that they have to earn it. They have to do something. Please, people, be a good girl and a good boy. Be perfect. Can't get anything wrong. Can't be criticized. Can't stick their head above the parapet. Can't be compared to others. And this is the inner child working on these type of things. So if you have a boss, if you have a, a, a brother, a sister, a partner, who may uh, use a, a harsher tone of voice, immediately you go back into this inner child mode. And now the way you respond to them is like a child. 
you as we've just explained exactly very as I, you're very defensive how stroppy, dare you you upset. have temper tantrums get angry uh, be aggressive shout scream run upstairs slam the door or and this is where a lot of my clients get confused and we're going to do a series of videos on the emotional pendulum because one person can be one side, let's call it aggressive or forward, I would call it yang, and another person can swing to yin, be very defensive, poor me, nobody loves me, this is what it's always been like, I need support, I need love, I'm highly sensitive, I'm, people have to walk on eggshells around me. Now, some people can be yang and some people can be yin, but a lot of my most interesting and complicated clients are the one that can swing. <laughs> yeah. So one minute they're young and very aggressive and the next minute they're crying and they're manipulating their emotions. And this is why this teaching is so important to recognize that and to tell you, quite frankly, if you ground yourself in the inner child and the emotions, you're doomed for the rest of your life <laughs> yeah. because you'll be on the pendulum. But if you ground yourself in Shen, your truth, your honesty, your integrity, your innate value and worth, you are divine. There is no one in the universe like you. How could I not believe in you? How could you doubt yourself? This is ridiculous. But it's ridiculous because you're so familiar and connected to the inner child and the swinging emotions. Mm, I think that was a wonderful explanation and it really underpins the importance of doing the inner child reparenting to uh, parent the child so the child uh, clears up the misunderstandings about its own value and worth and the need to seek external value, validation. And I can put links in the show notes to our inner child video playlist and if you check that out we have got many 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 long form teachings to help you with that work and I will also put a link in the show notes to our teaching on CCJ uh, to also help you with this and people pleasing all around this topic so it will really reinforce what we've talked about today. And also the important thing about this I want you to really think about if you if you just do a little bit of work in, in our archives you can do this for yourself. You don't need to, to, to be reading thousands of books and watching thousands of videos because this is your belief system. And as I say, we try our best to simplify it for you. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? Not what you feel. When you're doing this work, remember that basic teachings. We, I said it at the beginning, I'm going to say it at the end. You are the creator of your emotions, not the victim of them. I am not saying you shouldn't create emotions. I'm saying emotions are natural, normal, wonderful, make us a human being. But we don't ground our life in our emotions. They are always the consequence, the result of what we think. Brilliant. Thank you, David. I think next week we'll do a recap teaching on the emotional pendulum because okay. I think uh, it is, it's so important Very, and, and it's really a core wisdom teaching. Why, why it's important, Alex, is because it confuses many of my clients and 
as in a way, the inner child wants that confusion because it keeps the inner child in the dominant position. In the limbo. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it swings. A lot of my clients are stuck in the aggressive, in the yang. Some of them are stuck in the yin. But the most challenging one, and if this is you, this is very challenging. Your thinking's got to be right on key. They can swing almost at a drop of a hat from one side to the other, from being aggressive, yang, to being passive, thinking of themselves as a victim, poor me, yin, and they can swing between. And I want you in the middle. That's Wu Wei, in your flow. Brilliant. Thank you. So tune in next week for that teaching. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers, and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel, and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.